Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes of public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the finest service organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and much like the last episode, I have a great couple with me, a couple that is a great entrepreneurial couple that has started first responder conferences. Uh, I had the privilege of talking to him a couple years ago, and now I'm going to have some real fun talking to him about the challenges of COVID and coming out of uh, coming out of that. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Their names are Sean and Jeff Thomas. Uh, Sean is a deputy of the King County Sheriff's Office in Seattle, and she is the founder and CEO of First Responder Conferences. And her husband recently retired, so he's got all the stuff to do at the house and be the executive director uh, of First Responder Conferences. But he is Jeff Thomas, and he was recently retired from the King County Sheriff's Office as well. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's awesome. I remember it was so awesome talking to you years ago when I did Beyond the Call. We're going to have even more fun now, whether you like it or not. How's that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Good way to start off our morning. Yeah, especially a Friday morning. I know these things come out on Wednesday, but hey, you know what? We tape them early. It's a Friday now. <laughs> uh, but you know, I got to ask, you know, running conferences myself you know, the last two years, um, I don't even know exactly how to say this, but it's been a bastard. <laughs> it's been, you know, ridiculous. And I understand why I want to keep my attendees safe, but it's been nuts. Yeah. How, how excited are you really? I mean, I see a whole slate of conferences for first responder conferences. How excited really are you to actually see individuals in person and, and run a live event? <laughs> Yeah, it's been great. We actually uh, were able to do six conferences this year. Nice. Uh, yeah. So um, I think people are just, you know, biting at the bit to get out and network and socialize. And um, and then plus, you know, the information that we're going over is needed more now than ever. So uh, it's it's been fantastic. We've met so many great people um, and we just keep on getting contacted and our schedule is already full for 2022. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, like I said, it's, you know, just getting out there and meeting people, figuring out what other people are, are doing. Right. Um, because there's a lot of first responders that are just having a hard time right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely law enforcement. And I'm finding that with firefighters and EMTs as well with the, with the COVID situation the last couple of years um, is for those folks listening or watching that aren't familiar with first responder conferences talk a little bit about the themes of the conferences, the subjects that you really dig into. So our conference is a two day conference. Uh, it's a conference where everybody sits together. We have breakfast together. We have lunch together. We have a networking social together, and then everyone listens to all of the speakers. So when we put the conferences together, we didn't want to segregate against professions because at the end of the day, trauma is trauma, stress is stress. And, uh, I believe a firefighter can learn from a police officer or a police officer can learn from a dispatcher. 
um, you know, we're all in this together. And so we wanted to make sure that uh, everybody was able to listen to all the presenters. Um, it's nice when you go to conferences, when you have breakout sessions, but then I can never figure out which one I want to go to. So um, <laughs> we tried to uh, make the conferences uh, where we have a, a bunch of different topics. So we talk about post-traumatic stress injury. We talk about um, ways to combat that, um, finances. We talk about post-traumatic growth, tools uh, such as breathing or yoga, um, physical fitness, uh, metabolic syndrome, uh, sleep, peer support, uh, wellness programs. So we try to cover everything. It's, it's hard to cover everything in the two days, uh, but I think we do a pretty good job of, you know, getting to the meat of the, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. It's, do you, do you find that people to you, to use a, an analogy from the first responder community, do you find that people are kind of drinking from a fire hose at these conferences or are they taking like a, a two or three really, really important nuggets when they walk away? Well, that's a good question. Um, we put out an evaluation. And so I would say that most of this stuff is not new to everyone. Um, we usually get about half, half, half the people saying that, you know, it's, it, it's somewhat of it, some of it's new, but I, I think really people are, like you said, taking a little bit of everything away from what the speakers are presenting on. Um, and again, there's a lot of agencies that don't have peer support or a mental wellness unit. So I think a lot of people are trying to figure out it's time to do that. How do we do that? How do, how do we get a peer support team on board? How do we try to figure out, you know, what, are, what, what a wellness unit looks like? What our department needs? It's not a one size fits all, you know, I mean, my department's really big. So trying to figure out what everyone needs is difficult. But um, with the smaller agencies, and like I said, a lot of the agencies don't even have peer support. Yeah. So trying to get little tidbits on how do we get programs started and what is it that our people need and want and how do we ask that of them? Is <clears throat> what... What are people asking for from first responder conferences? Is it a specific wellness subject uh, or is it how do we create this peer support in our department in our region or something else yeah i don't really think that we're getting asked for anything i just think that people are enjoying getting out and yeah. networking and social socializing with other first responders and then just trying to figure out what other people are doing i mean that's the nice thing about our conferences is they're not huge um, I would say anywhere from 150 to 250 people, but people are able to network with each other. And we bring in a lot of resource partners slash sponsors um, that have uh, mental health and wellness tools or a resource for first responders. So I think that's really helpful too, finding out what other organizations are doing out there to help their agency or organization. Right, right. So I'll ask this and Jeff, please stop dominating the conversation okay um <laughs> you've got to so articulate so why, why, why get in her way you know getting getting into something more comedic and uh tug-in-cheek 
looking back at 2021, uh, congratulations, you were able to to do a, a few in-person conferences, which has still been a little difficult. What was what was the biggest challenge or biggest problem? Did uh, a venue shut down on you like it did on me or did, yeah. did you know, a whole wall fall down because the place was old or did you have, you know, all of a sudden 30 cancellations, you know, four hours before the conference? What was the what was the biggest challenge? Tell tell me the funniest story that you were able to, to overcome. Well, I mean, I think the biggest challenge was just venues, uh, mm. you know, allowing us to either be there or not be there. And then masks, right? Uh, depending on what state we went to, uh, we were asked to wear masks and it's can't really, I mean, you can try to control that, but you know, there really weren't mass police. So, um, but yeah, other than just having the venue allow us to be able to have a conference and then capping that conference at a certain amount, uh, because, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of money to put on a conference. And so I'm aware. If, <laughs> if we don't have the attendees, then the biggest struggle is, are we able to actually have this conference and um, afford to do it? And then registrations really have been coming in slow. And so it's, you know, your stomach's all nervous until right at the end. And then everybody registers and then you got to figure out, okay, well, how much food and, and, you know, it, do we, stop putting or letting people register. And so, as you know, as an organizer, it's stressful. <laughs> and then I guess that, you know, bleeds in over into our life and trying to balance out, okay, well, Sean's stressed about this conference and are yeah. we going to be able to afford to put it on? And, and so, um, yeah, well, and, that, and that's the other thing that we talk about at the conferences is families, right? Because there's a lot of stress in families of what's going on. So, but yeah, I think that's probably the biggest hurdle that we've had is uh, actually, I mean, we, we just don't know how many people are going to register. So is yeah. it, is it, we're taking so much risk and on even actually opening up registration and having it. And then uh, when COVID hit, you know, we had to cancel and then we had to refund and it was a, uh, bookkeeping nightmare. Yep. So, uh, we try to, when we say we're going to have a conference, we try to move forward and have it. Um, obviously we didn't have a choice when COVID hit. Right. So, uh, we did the best we could. But um, now when we say we're going to have a conference, we have it, we move forward and pray to God that it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on all that, uh, especially the prayer. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It might help. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we had to, because of COVID and uh, uh, some cancellations and, and also the COVID numbers going up in Georgia where we were supposed to have our conference in October we had to move it to, to March of 2022 and and that's and that's never fun because you know for some folks you know they're they're happy because they didn't really want to go at that time because of some of the issues and but then you're also disappointing folks that were staunchly ready to go and that's that's a tough conversation. Have you had to have any of those? One of the challenges, I think, uh, with COVID, like you're saying, is that uh, as far as um, place to place, 
it's so different as far as uh, like like Sean was saying, mask wearing, and it's you kind of got to feel it out and try to do the right thing. You know, I mean, we're from the Northwest and everybody's pretty into masks and then you go someplace else and nobody's got a mask on and it's, it's kind of an uneasy feeling, I think. And so that there were some challenges in that way. And like, and like you were saying, some people didn't want to be involved with it because they're a fear and, you know, we could go on and on and on and about my personal views on the media and whatnot and how that, how that, some of this is nonsense and some of it's not of course but yeah but uh, it's it's challenging no doubt about it coming this march 27th through the 29th 2022 in savannah georgia is the first public safety business summit a program specifically created for organizations that serve first responders what you will experience is a high level of networking and collaboration among like-minded leaders who are in the business of serving first responders. What you won't get are a series of boring lectures with no interactivity, ridiculous golf outings that are only appealing to a few attendees, or a couple of retreaded subjects that you can hear at any credit union league event that are just thrown into the curriculum. We offer an engaging agenda where attendees even help to determine the content during the actual conference based on their unique needs. If you run a business, a credit union, or a nonprofit that specifically serves first responders, then the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. For more information, go to www.policecreditunions.com or call 331 300 9889. We hope to see you in Savannah on March 27th, 28th, and 29th of 2022. So, so Jeff, what's more stressful to Sean, her job in law enforcement or putting on these conferences? And what do you do about it? <laughs> well, I think she handles both of them fairly well. Um, Good answer. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to run for office here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, uh, on the professional side, you know, we um, are going through some changes in the sheriff's office. And I always say we, even though I don't work there anymore. But, uh, you know, we just changed from elected sheriff to an appointed sheriff. And there's all kinds of political ramifications coming down the road here soon. After January 1st, nobody really knows what's going on. So the communication's kind of lacking and people are feeling kind of uneasy. And of course, then you have the whole mandated vaccine thing that, you know, lots of officers were involved with that. Um, probably more so with like Seattle PD than King County PD or Sheriff's Office, but yeah. uh, um, it's obviously affecting things. And then some of the political decisions that you stand back and watch and think to yourself, are you kidding me? I mean, where, where is this coming from? You know, I mean, it gets very, very frustrating you know, sometimes she has to tell me to go take a walk around the block because you read the, you know, unfortunately, I still get the paper. I read the paper. <laughs> it's so it's, it's really, if you've got a, if you've got a fire pit, uh, it's really good for that. Yeah, you that, put is, it on, that is my you excuse put her, for getting the paper. Yeah, you put it on. Yeah, you put it underneath the wood and with maybe yeah. a little starter right up. You know, that's so exactly paper, what happens. Newspaper is still good for something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of silly getting it. I'm, it just means I'm old, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like to tell my 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 dad, you know, you can get that on here. 
but uh, it's a little bit harder to start fires with your cell phone. Um, so, so through through all this, I mean, I'm I'm not uh, ignorant to or downplaying the the stress level over the last couple of years. The the conferences were were affected. Uh, your profession was affected uh, both by COVID and, you know, what's happening in the zeitgeist of, of America right now. Did, did you ever sit there, either one of you say, you know, why are we even doing this conference stuff? You know, why, you know, one of you retire. Why don't we both retire, shut down the business and go, you know, find an island somewhere. <laughs> Just get away. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. It's one of the reasons I quit. I just, you know, I, I kind of hit the wall and said, I just don't see the point here sometimes, you know, after doing it for 32 years and I, I wasn't done by any means, but I just felt like I was done, you know. Um, the point I was going to make is um, I think that with all the stuff that's going on in the world, I think it's kind of helped the light bulb to go off for some people who maybe thought, you know, do the police and the fire and the first responders really need this kind of assistance and mental health and blah, blah, blah. And I think there's a lot of people, any skeptics, especially if they work in a, in a field where first responders are involved, they're like, oh, absolutely, because people are stressed out. That's just the yeah. way it is. And, and it's coming from all sides. You know, I guess I can use law enforcement as my best example. It's coming from all sides. It's political. It's you know, medical, it's scientific, it's all that, you know, and they try to go out and do your job every day, just in a right, you know, it, it used to be easy, you know, it used to be easy, you go out there and help people. That's what that's what your job was, basically. Now it's like you got to think and you got to go down your checklist of this, that and the other before you can talk to somebody. And it's just so politically, it's it's an impossible world to function out there. As a first, I feel horrible for people who still have to do it to the truth. Mm. I mean, Sean's got a couple of years left till she wants to retire. And so she's trying to make the best of it. And she's trying to help as many first responders as she can while, while she's going along. I'm just kind of in a support role, which <laughs> is fine with me. I don't have a problem with that at all. So. Yeah, you see, you seem a lot more laid back and less stressed than when I talked to you two, three years ago, Joe. Is it that evident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing you smiling and joking and so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did that before, too, but it's hard. You know, I yeah. mean, it's just it's a tough business to be in any first responder situation. And uh, like I said, I just shake my head sometimes when I look at the political things going on and what people yeah. what people in power are saying in some respects and what happened to, you know, our system of, you know, freedom that's not free. And, you know, but it just it's frustrating as a person who's been out there and sought work. And now, you know, the changes are kind of they're, they're strange to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as, as a civilian that's never been a first responder, but has always supported first responders, it's it's frustrating to me, too. Um, even though uh, I call myself a realist, some people call me a pessimist. Uh, hmm. I guess it depends on who you talk to. Uh, ironically, I actually have hope that if we can get out of this, what I will call an absence of logic, um, you know, I, I certainly want communities to be safe. Uh, I certainly want communities to connect with police. 
uh, and other first responders. Um, and I have certainly, um, as a civilian that supports law enforcement, uh, I, I am in support of any change that allows more law enforcement professionals to come home to their families safer, safely at the end of their shift. Um, so my hope is maybe it's naive that if we can get through this, what I will call an absence of logic in a lot of areas, and, and I will say too, getting back to the theme of conferences, I am thankfully, thank the Lord, starting to see less of an absence of logic. And I'll mention this, and then we'll, I, I want to get back to the conferences. Um, I recently was at the Public Safety Foundation Network Conference in Las Vegas. And they had a panel where they had uh, a couple of African-American uh, law enforcement professionals. Um, they had a representative from the NAACP. And there was another uh, African-American professional who I forget at the moment. But the point is, is over 90% of the comments and the give and take were logic of what could be done, how it could be done so that everybody is safer and everybody is lifted up. Uh, and I don't want to make this, you know, some kind of, you know, frou-frou up with people thing, but it was, but it was, it was real logic that was, that was centered upon, you know, how do we fix this rather than how do we just continue to be pissed off? Sure. Uh, so that is in my realist, pessimist, however you want to look at it, gave me some hope. And I think if we can get through this absence of logic, and I think conferences and podcasts like this are, are things that can help do that, is change is okay, but let's work together for the change so it's better for everybody rather than creating more chaos. Does, sure. that, make, does that make sense or am I completely off the rails? And I just watched The Wizard of Oz and I'm... Yeah, the, re the, re some the kind reason of behind uh, you know first responder <laughs> conferences is know knowing that there's these things going on out there, and we're trying to, like you said, use some logic and and get some people through it. If we can do anything, you know, if you can get one person through this without having any casualty involved, yeah, um, you know, it's worth it all. So that's that's sort of the basis, I think. And and you're right. I mean, things work cyclically, and who knows? I mean, you know, ten years from now. Who knows what's going to the future is going to be like so uh but you're right logic and reason have a lot to do i mean if, i just sometimes i i sit and ponder and think to myself oh my god i can't believe where, where's this coming from you know when you, you you disagree with something so but yeah you're right conference wise we're, we're doing this to to try to assist first responders if they have issues you know mm -hmm. have let you know let them know they're not alone they have a place to go try to, you know, like I said, I think this is really helping the stigma, you know, I mean, people yeah. are like, oh, geez, yeah, yeah, these guys are going through a lot of stuff, you know, first responders, period, and so, so as far as that goes, I mean, the support's there for, for any, having any situation where we can help first responders, you know. You know, when, uh, when COVID hit, you know, we sat around and waited, and then I was like, we got to do something, you know, because now we're going through so much more, and so then we started doing webinars every week and, um, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I just couldn't sit around and not do anything. Um, and for a while I was like, are these, is this worth my time? Uh, because, you know, as you know, podcasts, web, webinars, whatever you're doing, it's, it's a lot of behind the scene work. Right. 
So um, no, no, this is easy. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just roll this out. You know, <laughs> but it was. Uh, I have been thanked over and over again. Hey, thanks for doing those. You know, I. This is how I found out about first responder conferences. Uh, I learned a lot. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. So, uh, you know, it's it it's proven uh, that it it helped some, right? Uh, we never know how many people we reach, but, sure. and that's just like the conferences when you're like, oh, well, you're thinking about, you know, stopping, you know, quitting conferences and retiring. And I think this uh, first responder conferences has become my passion. And uh, even though when I retire, um, I mean, I have, I have a great job. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, you know, biting at the bit to get out, but uh, when I, you know, I want to enjoy our life together. And, and I think that I, I still plan on doing the conferences because I can tell you at the last conference that we had, I had a couple of people reach out for help and I know it's saving lives. And so if we can just help one person, that's all that matters. And yeah, sure. It's a lot of work. Uh, we do a lot of behind the scenes stuff to make these events happen, but I think, you know, people are appreciative of it and, someone's got to do it. Right. Um, and so the nice thing about our conferences is, I mean, th there are other conferences out there. I just got back from the cops conference and it was yeah. good at the, you know, it was wellness and law enforcement, wellness and trauma, uh, related, but, you know, we include all first responders, uh, which is dispatchers and corrections and fire and EMS and military and veterans and clinicians and, I mean, we have all nurses, we have all different types of people that are coming, but the, the nice thing is we go to them. Yeah. So um, it cuts down on cost for departments and agencies. And I think that's one of the reasons why our schedule for 2022 is full. I mean, yeah. we just keep on getting requests like, hey, it, it cost us less if you come here and we can send 20 people than if we have to send 20 people somewhere. So- um, it's kind of cool how we're able to do that. I don't know how we ever made things happen, but we did. Um, and you know, I have a, a great volunteer team, um, all over the place that help make that happen. And so I'm very, but we all have, we all have a story, right? We all have a background because why we got involved in this and keep on doing it. Uh, but when you, attend a conference and you, it all comes together and you see the lives that you affected in a positive manner. It, you can't, it just gives me the goosebumps. If you've got one or two people that are coming to you either in person at the conference or after the fact and saying how much you affected their life and it might've just been one thing that set them on a different and better path you could pretty damn well be sure that there are dozens more that haven't communicated that, that are having that same experience. So, so kudos to you. Do you notice in these times? Cause I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I live it vicariously cause I'm not a first responder, but I, I see it that every, everybody in public safety has been affected by a ridiculous amount of stress for one reason or another in the last couple of years period 
maybe different reasons, maybe a different source of stress, but, but stress nonetheless. Do you find as you facilitate these conferences, the issues that people are dealing with are different based upon profession, meaning that you know, a nurse might have a, a different set of issues in general than say a firefighter or EMT or a police officer has a different issue than a corrections officer, or are you seeing more commonalities that, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're all dealing with the same thing. What are you seeing out there? Uh, one of the things that I see throughout all the professions is people are just burned out, right? Yeah. They, we, my gosh, if you could see my work email today about how much overtime is out there and how many, I mean, mandatory overtime and for, and the dispatchers, I mean, oh my gosh, they are just, and we can't hire people fast enough. And so, but we have to fill those holes. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, well, for people that really like to work overtime, good for them, but, um, you know, I'm not <laughs> in that situation anymore. I don't want to be mandated and, and it, it really truly affects the family. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we already work long shifts and, you know, we talk about lack of sleep and, you know, if you're up for 24 hours, you know, you're, you're legally drunk, right. Um, or equates to being legally drunk. So, uh, I, there's just, it's, I, I don't really, I, I feel like, again, at the end of the day, stress is stress, trauma is trauma, but I, I feel like, and you know, I, I can't really say for the other professions, but I don't, nobody's really sticking out saying, oh, well, we're having this different problem. Um, I think it's pretty much across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I, looking at it from the outside, I, if there was a number one, yeah, I would say people are spent. They're, they're, they're just spent. Um, and you know, you're, you're helping people with with these conferences and events. So let's, let's go. And I appreciate you going a little bit deeper with me because <laughs> I know some of it, you know, we need to talk about it and, and others because you're experiencing it yourself is like, uh, I got to relive it <laughs> um, to a certain extent. Uh, tell us about, you know, your slate for 2022. What, what can our first responders listening or watching public safety talk radio look forward to next year? Uh, well, I have my little handy dandy list here because I all can right, go remember. for it. Um, so in January 13th and 14th, we'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, February 24th and 25th, we'll be in Spokane, Washington. Uh, March 17th and 18th, San Luis Obispo, California. Uh, we have another conference that's still tentative because of COVID and restrictions. So, uh, we don't know if anything's going to happen in April yet, but May 5th and 6th, Twin Falls, Idaho, September 8th and 9th, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, November 3rd and 4th, we're trying to work or somewhere around there with uh, Cobb County, Georgia, mm. and in December 2022, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So that's what our nine conferences in nice. 2022 is what we're, we're aiming towards, so now, are they all centered around the same subject of first responder wellness, or are there some slight differences in the themes of those nine? Nope. They're all uh, 
based on first responder mental health and wellness and resources and tools. And so it's, it's we have different speakers at different conferences. Uh, so they're a little bit different depending on, you know, who's speaking. Um, but pretty much, you know, we tried to provide the same topics or similar, um, just depending on the speaker. Got it. Got it. So I have to ask, what what is now we're, we're going into 2022 and knock wood, you know, that we're the COVID restrictions and the pandemic issues will be even lesser, um, one can hope. Um, you know, assuming things start rolling the way that, that they should, um, what what are you really looking forward to to 2022? Is there a specific conference because you've never been to that area before that you're really looking forward to? Uh, are, you, are you looking forward to a particular speaker? What are you really looking forward to in 2022? Oh, you know, I just, what I look forward to is, it's, I mean, it's nice to different, go to different locations, right? Um, and meet different people and find out what it is that they're doing. Um, some of it's selfish because I like to take it back to my own department. Yeah. Uh, but I really, I really want to see what people are doing. It's nice to see that we're moving in the right direction. Um, but you know, it's each like each conference is is a little bit different um, with the different people in the different areas and. Uh, to see what everybody else is doing, but um, there's nothing that really, really sticks out. Um, although I forgot to mention that we're in October looking at going to Anchorage, Alaska. So ah. that's pretty exciting. Um, but cold, but exciting. Yeah, cold, yeah, <laughs> in, October, really. in October, yeah, not too bad. But um, it's just like I said, meeting the different people, learning what different people or, or agencies or organizations are doing, uh, collecting those resources. So we have a list of resources to help when people reach out. Got it. Yeah, that's good. What yeah. are you looking forward to, Jeff? Oh, I think, you know, just like everybody else, you're kind of hoping that society itself kind of gets positive and, and people start getting some relief because I think that's part of the issue. I think, you know, we were talking before about first responders, but, you know, everybody in society, you, you just look at the job market and there's people that are quitting right and left and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, everybody's got the same problem, you know, first responder or not first responder. So um, hopefully, like you said, the COVID thing will get a grasp on that and, you know, inflation will go away and gas prices will come down. And things, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm going to hold I'm going to hold my breath for that after yeah. I spend yeah. 40 bucks to get a quarter of a tank of gas, but yeah, continue. <laughs> well, you know I mean? I just, like I said, I, we're, we're kind of hoping, you know, that things get positive and, and I think overall, if things do get positive, it's certainly going to help the first responder community. Um, you know, so we don't have to work so hard, I guess. <laughs> uh, you'll probably have to work even harder because more people want to go to your conferences because they're feeling good and they want to continue to feel good uh as as we continue or as i um as i wrap this up a little bit and kind of sticking with the everybody feeling good is, is there is there a number one tip not only as law enforcement professionals first responders yourselves 
Uh, but in hearing some of these things that people are sharing at these different conferences, is is there a number one tip going into 2022 that applies to your true first responder wellness that you would give out that, you know, if you could do this one thing, this will help you at least a little bit? Well, I, I don't know. I would encourage people to... Um you know, learn more about mental health and wellness and uh, learn more about the different resources and tools out there, right? It's not a one size fits all. And so counseling may work for you, but yoga may work for me. So just keep, keep an open mind. Uh, Try to, uh, you know, learn about the different mental health tools to help you and your families through it and, and realize that, you know, maybe getting on the treadmill today uh, for the next month is going to change and you're going to need something else. So yeah. I guess I would just say, be open to, uh, you know, taking it all in and, and learning about different things and trying different things to get that right fit for you. Yeah, no, that that is that is one of the top ten number one tips I've I've had on this show, uh, which is you know, try different things. If that isn't working for you, then try something else. <laughs> well, how can people best find you if they're um, looking at going to a wellness conference or possibly even bringing one of your first responder conferences to them? How can they best find you out there in the world? Uh, so they can go to first one ST responder conferences, which is plural.org. Um, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, I think, well, we do have a Twitter, but social media is not my thing. So somebody does that. Uh, <laughs> so One of those we have, volunteers. <laughs> we have a website, we have some social media sites uh, you know, feel, they can always feel free to email me, email me at Sean T at first responder conferences.org. Um, so yeah, just, uh, we try to keep up to date, uh, but we have a newsletter. So if they want to sign up for our newsletter, we'll keep them up to date and posted on everything that we're doing. Perfect. You know, yeah. I I really appreciate not only you taking the time this morning, but also what you're doing. I, I think that it is extremely necessary. And I think that if our first responders are truly mentally, emotionally, and physically well, um, that that will help them not only just get through all of this chaos, uh, but come out of it better and, and possibly help some of them, you know, lead us through this chaos because they got their stuff together. So thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you again. And thank you to all of you who have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. 
And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.